Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome everyone. Come one, come all. Children, adults, we don't care. We welcome everybody here into the China shop. Although if you are a child, get the fuck out. What are you doing here? You don't belong here. I'm shopkeeper Dan. Children should be neither seen nor heard. <laughs> can always tell a Milford man. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle Crater, financialineptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm feeling a little jealous. Well, if I'm being completely honest, I tried to do an intro like you do on uh, the midweek episode, and I just got uh, completely eviscerated by Eric for sounding like a creepy little, <laughs> creepy carnival hat announcer or something. <laughs> <laughs> It was really, really awkward. Oh, damn. Of course, oh. I published it anyway, because why not? Because why not? Yeah, because it's more, it's entertaining. Conflict yeah. is, is entertaining, yeah. right? Well, yeah. me failing at stuff, I think, is quite entertaining. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. What am I, a clown it's to you? The basis of our show. <laughs> right? <laughs> Failure's funny. If you can learn to laugh at yourself, you can stay sane in this insane world. There you go. Yeah. Plus, uh, you're less likely to get punched if you make fun of yourself. This is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. K- I, Kanye equals genius. That's me. Fish sticks. <laughs> I like fish sticks. <laughs> anyway, come on to the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, rage against that hedge machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just to joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com, or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be is head on over to our Discord server. We're on there every day with a bunch of really amazing people. It's totally free. No paid tiers or special access areas because fuck that shite. Kyle, when they join, what should they do? Just uh, give me a little give me a little DM with your address and I'll send you some smashable swag. That's right. That's Just right. You don't even you. have to send him creepy foot pics at all. No, you... but it helps. Yeah. No, it did, no, no, wait it, a minute. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> God damn yeah. it. Keep yeah, I was idea. saying don't do it like to reverse psychology people into doing it, but you you just you ran with it. Reverse yeah. psychology me. Well, we're supposed to, to you yes and, and aren't we? Yes and. <laughs> yes, and don't send him any. No, I'm not going to encourage. Yes and don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and don't. <laughs> we're just glad everybody's here. It's a lot of better. It's a lot better. F friends around uh, when you're stock trading, <laughs> futures trading, because people in, I don't know about you, Kyle, but people in my life, they don't understand what the hell I'm talking about. No, not at all. No, yeah. So it's always better with friends. Always yes. better with friends. Ah, which brings us to show news. Kyle, we got any show news? Any, uh, yeah. any new new friends coming to, by to the shop? Phil Muscatello came back. Uh, he talked about oh, all kinds friends. of shit. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, that episode will be coming out on Monday. Uh don't have anything scheduled after that though i've been really busy and not actually spending any time booking guests so 
we may have uh, something coming out uh, next week, uh, depending on whether or not we can get the schedules aligned for you, me, and uh, a third party. Uh, and mm-hmm, then Vico mm-hmm. has committed to joining us to discuss the workshop that we've been attending this past week. Oh, wonderful. That will be, we won't be able to record that until after the 10th, though. So, okay. That'll be really good. I'll be yeah. really eager to, to sit down and talk with him. Uh, I figured you'd want to jump in on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Way to get me on board. Right. Sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fantastic. Sit back. Relax, folks. We got a safe salient sanctimonious show for you today lots of market moving news plenty of stocks on the radar and brighter futures than student loan debt relief (laughs) hang on how are we sanctimonious please uh take the next two minutes to explain uh well kyle i don't know if you're aware of this but i am a hellenist i worship hermes messenger god god of business god of gamblers and thieves Mm-hmm. And uh, frankly, I feel like he's also that makes him the god of the market, and I worship him. And part of that worship is I hold a weekly gathering of other like-minded people uh, to uh, be pious in our worshiping of Hermes and uh, the markets and our ability to participate in them. So, is that why we are always donating? Is that what we're calling our losses? Is that our tithing? <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Nice. I'm just tithing to Hermes. And you did it in 90 seconds. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. And, <laughs> uh, and, and, and to end that, and that's why I'm holier than thou. Oh, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, all right. All right. And, and reach out to us. We do love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook and over on our Discord, of course. We'll have that link in the episode description for you. If you're old school, just send us an email to two bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two, B-U-L-L-S, at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you made. Or maybe you and your friend are just trying to return a briefcase to some lady who left it behind in your car, and you've got to mm, make it. I'm a number. Wow. Samsonite. Too, I was way too off. easy. Too easy. Too easy. You know what happened there, Kyle? What you ran out of time? I I I forgot to to come up with one. So I, I that was the first thing you thought literally was dumb and dumber the, when we're the first when we're doing our podcast. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> the, the first movie that, movie that came to mind. <laughs> well, at least you picked Dumb and Dumber, not Dumber and Dumber. Oh, Dumb Dumb Dumber and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, anyhow. Anyhow, is it, is it time to talk about bet results? Oh, do you really want to do this? Yeah, because you, okay. I looked at the Ford chart, but I couldn't remember the trade weird trade plan I set up. Let me walk you through it. I don't. I can't tell so, from the tone of your voice if we did well or bad. So Ford opened on Monday. Uh, not Monday. Sorry, Ford opened on Tuesday at twelve dollars and sixty-five cents, mm-hmm. which had us go. Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it then on Thursday hit a low of $11.84. Your stop loss flip short was at $11.85. And then on Friday, the new stop loss of $12.15 was tagged. Uh, so basically, we had a two for zero. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That's getting put together. So, so. Yeah, the first leg wow. we dropped from five hundred and three dollars and sixty cents down to four seventy one seventy five, and then after the second leg, oh, no. we are now at four fifty nine eighty one. Oh my god! I wow, that was the exact opposite of what. Oh my, okay, wow. I know. Wow, <laughs> wow. And then random, we went with SLG. Opened the week at uh, twenty twenty one dollars and eighty six cents, and closed on Friday at twenty three seventy seven. Oh, so it had a great week. Yeah, so we were below Random's total after the first leg of our trade. He was at 477 and change uh, last week. Uh, he ended the month at $519.35. Mm. Okay, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So what I would like to say is uh, Ford absolutely 
played the channel that I identified really well. It they just did. did it the opposite direction that I anticipated. So if we just played it safe, Dan, if we just played it safe. Would would we have won if we'd played it safe with the what else LG did with random spick? Uh, I mean, we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> depends on if, depends on what you call safe. Well, we're gonna we were gonna pick treasury bonds. Yeah, I don't think we would have gotten five which, or ten percent on that, would we? <laughs> which would have meant, you know, I'm glad we didn't because then the the they wouldn't have reached a debt deal, and. Uh, <laughs> Treasury bonds would have tanked to zero, <laughs> just so we lose. Uh, just so we lose to random. Uh, yeah, three months in a row now. So those are going to be some fun consequences. Hey, hey, Kyle, do you yeah. do you think we're getting better? I thought we were <laughs> until until about three months ago. About three months ago. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. When we get to the bet yeah. pick at the end of the show, I, I've got some. I've got some things to. We got some stuff to talk about. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Hopefully, better than yeah the last three months. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm just going to flip over to that random uh, picker. I'm going to pick a sector that I like and just grab a stock from there. <laughs> right. 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 You know, I, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh boy. All right. That, uh, what comes next? That, uh, news. We time to talk about some news, or would yeah, I, I'm I'm tired of getting kicked on. Yeah. No, oh, fuck the bet. <laughs> let's just let's play a song and let's talk about some other things that stupid people did. Let's get some yeah, let's get some music going. <laughs> Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skipping two bulls trading information. Yeah, we are. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, Dan. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading Very accurate. What information? Okay. Um, I mean, I guess we should probably kick things off with uh, the jobs report that came out this morning. Uh, this is Friday evening. We're recording this. So yeah. The May jobs report came out uh, pre-market on Friday, showing the economy remaining strong with more than 300,000 jobs created last month. And unemployment rate actually rose a little bit to 3.7%. So there were also some revisions too, but this time they revised the job creations upward, which was, it's good to see that it goes both ways. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're not always <laughs> trying to, to fleece us. Right. Right. It is interesting though, that we created, I mean, it was 339,000 uh, to be exact versus an expectation of 195, but yet somehow unemployment went up 0.2%. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's uh, the number because because unemployment doesn't count people who say they're not looking for a job. I uh, guess uh, I think that's the participation rate that looks at that right. specifically. Yeah. So so it had to be some sort of confluence of people re-entering the workforce that weren't planning on it. Maybe and that actually, to me, if you frame it like that, that's not a good sign for the economy. <laughs> yeah, I know that you mentioned it. <laughs> like. Like, like yeah, 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 honey, you don't have to work anymore. Now it's like, honey, you better get a fucking job because we can't meet, make ends meet. Yeah, that's definitely not a, <laughs> a good vote of confidence <laughs> for inflation coming down. <laughs> right. But on the positive side, it looks like FOMC is going to be focusing more on the unemployment rate, according to economists. Uh, they don't think that the bullish job creation print is going to uh, lead to a rate hike this coming cycle. But they do. They are on the lookout for one uh, coming in July. Yeah, yeah. I I am definitely um, home shopping in Vegas at the moment, and I'm trying to close in June. Yeah, before rate hikes. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> well, I, I I I you know what? I hope they pause them. They who knows what they'll do. They it's what they said. It's fifty fifty now. Uh, no, it's like seventy percent chance of pause. Of now. a pause now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. 
probability baked in right now. Um, I think what I want to see is I'd like to see just them come down in two years. <laughs> when I did my house, I did a, a two-year buy-down to get my interest rate down to like 5% for the first year and like 6 for the next, and then it goes to the normal rate after that. So you want to, yeah, then so you can refinance. I want to be able to refinance it, yeah, in the next couple of years, hopefully, if uh, if they do ever, you know, reduce rates. <laughs> you know, this could be, we don't know when it will be back down here. Five percent used to be really fucking low. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, like it could. We're that it, far off from fourteen percent interest rates. If if it could be twenty years before we see six percent and seven percent again, we don't know. Oh, I may be really happy with seven percent in two years' time. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I I also had a big story about this jobs report uh, with, oh, with yeah? a whole bunch of quotes from different economists. Um, were they flummoxed? <laughs> yeah, the the headline I saw on Yahoo Finance was the strangest employment report for some time. What what was strange about it? The discrepancy we pointed out between the unemployment rate going up and the job creations going up too. The the strange the, it, the strangeness. Yeah, I believe I believe that is what the the article was referring to. Uh, the disparity between the disparity between the two. Uh, and then mm-hmm. it's just like a whole the article is nothing but like quotes from different economists like uh, Ian Shepherdson, the chief economist from Pantheon Macroeconomics, says, uh, th- quote, this is the strangest employment report for some time. Right now, the data suggests that economic growth is stronger than is indicated by most other monthly data. The downward trend of job growth since the summer of 2021 now appears to have flattened off, though it could change with revisions for the Fed. This is a nightmare report. Oh, well, Morgan Stanley seems to disagree with that. Oh, do they? What, yeah, what do they have uh, to say? Chief, uh, the, Morgan Stanley's chief economist, Ellen Zettner, wrote a note to her clients on Friday that said, quote, while payroll numbers are undeniably strong, the FOMC will also be focused on the unemployment rate. Hmm. Uh, so they basically were saying they didn't believe the report was strong enough to meet the bar for the Fed to hike rates in June, but raised the risk that the Fed would hike in July. Right, right. I think what we're going to end up seeing is the next... NFP that comes out, we're probably going to see some revisions to this number. Because if there's a lot of confused economists right now, like they can't all be wrong, can they? Yes. I mean, I guess they could. Well, it's like, I mean, if they're all getting access to bad, the same bad data set, then they're all going <laughs> to be <enough>. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they have the good data and the Fed doesn't. And the Fed doesn't. We did, remember we talked about that in Turkey, that they had that group that was tracking real inflation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to do it underground because the government, the government, was like, hey, <laughs> right. hey, stop that! No, we're, we're we tell people what inflation is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else to to discuss? Uh, any news on the debt ceiling or the the debt ceiling? As far as I actually didn't pull up any articles, but as far as I know, the, I didn't either. They uh, they we, they made a deal. Like we're, I saw they made a deal. I saw it's expected to pass the Senate. I think they were voting on some revisions, but their goal is to get it to, to Biden pretty quickly here. Yeah, as as they should. As they should. <laughs> as they should. Let's... I did see something though from CNN that the Treasury is optioning off one day T bills yeah. as a, a, a what rush to try to raise some cash. Yeah, one uh, day notes. It's the first time since 2007 they're set to auction $15 billion worth of one-day cash management bills on Friday. That would have been today. That will be issued on the 5th of June. So apparently the Treasury's cash balance is around $37 billion, which is the lowest level since 17. Uh, and the Treasury has not been able to borrow money to pay their bills. So if they don't get that debt ceiling raised by June 5th, then they won't be able to issue these bonds or these T-bills uh, and raise funds. What? is a one day note like i buy a bond that matures in one day it's super interesting i wish i had seen this uh thursday when this article came out because i probably would have tried to bid it the auction was open to the public a minimum hundred dollar bid and purchased in hundred dollar increments yeah um the yields are determined by the auction process and they tend to be higher than the fixed maturity ones uh, on Thursday, they auctioned $25 billion of three-day cash management bills that yielded six and 6.15%, which exceeds the yields of almost all other treasury bills. Wait, so you buy one for 100 bucks, and they give you $106.5? That can't be right. In can three it? days? It's an annual yield? 
Or do they just that doesn't they give you the annual yield for three days? That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, because it make, it seems a little ridiculous that they auction off twenty five billion dollars worth of stuff only to pay back three days later. Yeah, it seems uh, like an expensive, a large margin. Yeah, yes. expensive. Like what? 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 Remember how we said the U.S. is living paycheck to paycheck? <laughs> yeah, this, right. this sounds like a payday That's a loan. Payday loan. <laughs> 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 terrible conditions terrible conditions wow yeah they, they've done this before this isn't the first time that they've done one day bills but it's been a long time right right and i guess i guess it's totally worth it if you're doing treasury bonds and you're like why not i mean earn the six percent for three days and then put it back in not? the four percenters or whatever right yeah especially yeah. Especially if if you've got ten million dollars, that's much more meaningful, right? Right. The more money you right. have, the more meaningful that number becomes. Damn. So over the past twenty five years, they've done six one day cash management bill auctions. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got anything else for news before we move on? Yeah. Um, there are. We've got some strikes going on. At the Port of Oakland, and it looks like uh, Port of Los Angeles is, is going to be following suit. Are they still backlogged like they yeah. have been since uh, the shutdown? As far as I know, I didn't. God, I feel terrible for these workers then because I've worked like those kind of hours before that I'm assuming they're probably putting in. And that sucks, especially when it goes for well, they've, a couple of years like that. They've had some stoppage from truckers, too, that have taken months mm-hmm. like the backlog takes months to clear up. Like just when, you know, when the truckers say we're not going to haul it off. Right. Like we are still trying to finish supply chain stuff, repairing our supply chain stuff. And like, I, I can, this is however long this goes on. Like this could end up being a huge disruption. Everything we get that's made in China comes in these, these fucking ports, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like (laughs) port of LA, especially. Uh, it's it's just huge. It's huge. Oof. So they're they're on strike right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and any word on what it's going to take to resolve that? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it just uh, well, fuck, no more, no more shipping to Los Angeles for the near future. Yeah, especially like uh, and and we ship agric California ships all their agriculture out of those ports. Oh, that's yeah, that's probably a good spot to store it waiting for a ship yeah because we all know oranges do well in the sun after you pick them um yeah so it's this 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 article has nothing about uh okay so people familiar with the negotiations uh told cnbc that they're they've seen major progress uh but there's still issues that need to be worked out including wages and safety Mm -hmm. automation and pension benefits so you know it's about how much they're getting paid and how how hard they're having to work to get paid that much. Yeah, I would right? I would want to get paid more. If you can't hire people to help take the pressure off, then fucking split up this guy's paycheck that you would hire him for to the rest of the guys. Like you're still coming out ahead because you're not paying for insurance and health care for that guy. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough, man, because Yeah. This is why uh the Teamsters were seen originally seen as so powerful and why there's been a lot of a lot of the anti-union sentiment is when one group of workers can shut the whole thing down. That's. I remember we talked about that a little bit with the union, the railroad unions. Yeah. And how Congress could actually issue a stay of the strike and tell them, no, we need the shipping to continue. Right. Right before the terrible disaster in Ohio. Right. <laughs> hey, guys, these these tracks are real bad. We don't even want them. Operate the trains. Shut up and get back to work. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's it's a huge it's a huge hotly politicized issue. But I was when I was reading this story, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about it in terms of like if 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 I'm part of the company, right? I'm a company man. Let's say let's say it's like my dad started the business, and and I'm just a senior management trying to one day inherit it, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I feel like, okay, the, the top level decisions, they're made up here in the top level, right? So right. if if the workers organize and then like some union comes in, all of a sudden they say, well, we're not going to do anything, 
unless you do it our way, right? I feel like, well, that's not right. That's not fair. Well, that's why it's supposed to be a collective bargaining agreement. You're supposed to get together and discuss the terms and come to an agreement. Right. But, but I also am totally, you know, totally can see the other side too, where it's like, we have no choice. Like we have to work for our, we didn't do that. We put a lot of children in coal mines it's, <laughs> because it's because we could, <laughs> right? Because people were desperate, and it was like, "All right, yeah. Billy, no, you got to get to work so we can eat the bread tonight." Because <laughs> companies want the cheapest labor they can get. If you can't, right. you're not going to be able to fight for your, you know, for for yourself and your benefits. Then who else? Will? I can't. I can't make that bargain alone, right? Like I can't go to days in. Like I used to work. Sometimes for you can be like, sometimes you can <laughs> some, sometimes, but you know, I can't, I can't get the wages for hotel front desk clerks raised. Right. You know, alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, anyway, it's, it's yeah. crazy. If this thing were can, gets bigger, which I don't think it will, I think because it's so important, it's, it's such a yeah. big, like, like our economy in so many different States can be so disrupted just from these two ports, just from these two groups of workers saying mm-hmm. like, no, we've had enough. And and all of a sudden, like ships aren't coming in and out, like trucks aren't leaving and, and showing up like that. The rippling effect, it's it's incredible. And it makes me kind of scared for it yeah, makes me kind of think how fragile from a national security yes. aspect. I really hope they have some backup plans or contingencies. Right. Right. It, it Like, yeah, like I write I read this story and I'm like, we're we're pretty fragile. Wow, that. Ooh, okay. It's, it's great how world, the world is connected, but it also is like kind of scary how fast that house of cards can fall if things things really go south. And part of the problem is the size of that port and how big the container ships are getting these days. That there's only a few ports in the world that can handle. Yeah. <laughs> container ships of that Yo, size. Where else is it going to go? It's a half mile long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're so, so big. Yeah, I hope. Uh, keep an eye on that one. Hopefully, that gets resolved quickly. Yes, yes, yeah. And that's that's all I got. All right, let's uh, let's advertise and advertisements. Oh boy! Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Oh, gee, Kyle, I sure want to buy some of them there products. Yeah, you need something for your balls? Oh, my balls are something awful hairy. All right, let's listen to this song. <laughs> stock time! Now it's talk about stock time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying, it's still not advice. Stock time! Please don't sue us. Cha-cha-cha. Fucking lawyers. Fucking lawyers. Um, let's see. I got a couple of puff ones on here. Mm. Um, let's see. Volkswagen's bringing back the VW bus. The bus. Yeah, but not only that, but it's going to be electric this time. Oh, is it going to have it's solar panels on top? ID Buzz. No, nah, no, no. But it can seat up to seven passengers. Has an eighty-five kilowatt hour battery. Uh, with the Rapid charging stations, they say they can charge from 10% to 80% in 25 minutes. Wow, pretty darn good. Yeah, kind of kind of neat. This looks like uh, the hippies are winning. <laughs> 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 After 20 years, they finally got their car back. Finally got their car back. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Pontiac is still MIA. MIA. It'll come. It'll come. Don't worry. Sooner or later. We'll get it back. Uh, it's uh, hiding out in Australia under the Holden badge right now. I'll, I'll tell you... 
when I was, I got really excited when they were bringing back the Volkswagen Beetle because when I was younger, I really liked them, like those old sixties mm -hmm. VW Bugs. I loved the, yeah. the look, and they just loved the, the yeah, tiny, eclectic. cute little yeah. car. And then they unveiled it, and it was it was this not modern car. It looked like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, an ex girlfriend who had one got a new one. Yeah, like I was seventeen or something. Yeah. So I I have to go online and look at the pictures, but so I like I have a feeling that I'm going to be disappointed in what they look like. I don't know that they put any pictures in here. Uh, but I could I could really see oh. uh, a modern electric vw bus with some solar panels slapped on top i don't see any solar panels on it but uh i mean it looks like the bus uh the front end is a little more sloped than the original was i probably learned a little bit more about aerodynamics in the last 20 years <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm pulling it up okay it it looks it looks it looks it all looks right it looks a little too modern. It's it's more modern than I than I think it should be. I think, but also it looks more aerodynamic. And the original VW bus was just a block, not just just a brick <laughs> with wheels, right? Yes. <laughs> if I had, if I was the, the designer, I would have made it with Legos, probably. Like that's <laughs> that's the that's the template that they would have been working off of. Okay, it's yeah, the back end just looks like a minivan. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I got a little excited, but uh, I guess maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay. I don't yeah. think it's ba as bad as the VW Bug was, but it's no. it's no. The VW Bug looked more like a like a hatchback almost. Yeah, it's just a hatchback. That's all. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else more interesting than a not quite as good as yeah. the original okay. VW bus? Uh, I I think I do. Yeah. Um, you remember that company that's going bankrupt uh, with all the bees? Um, what were they called? Yeah. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. That's the, the Bed one. Bath and Beyond bankruptcy. The Bed Bath and Beyond bankruptcy. Thanks, Biden. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Killed our baths. <laughs> Biden brought the Bed Bath and Beyond bankruptcy, bitches. Uh, sorry, that's that's too much. Okay, uh, <laughs> too much. you 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 remember that, right? That it's happening. Yes, well, yes, yes. It looks like that the business arm of Bye Bye Baby is worth something, and at least two bidders are trying to buy it from the bankrupt company. Oh, so Brian Cohen was right. Can you ima imagine that, Kyle? Hmm. Can, can you imagine huh. the satisfaction he's got to be feeling right now? Well, I mean, if. Okay, look, if I was Bed Bath & Beyond and they told me that uh, we should look at selling off the Bye Bye Baby, I probably would try to sell off the rest of the company and keep Bye Bye Baby. Cause, right. Because that's the only thing that seems to be worth anything. Well, it was, well, it was, look, if we sell the, the, the thing that's worth something, then we can fix our core business. We can afford to fix it, right? That was his plan. Maybe. Maybe. Right. Well, you, well then we have a yeah. shot. You have a shot. Yeah, yeah. And instead, they're 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 bankrupt, and the very the no, very first thing, earth. and to to pay off their bills, like like yeah. the like like the bankruptcy is just forcing Cohen's plan. But now there's no shot at survival, right? Right. And so you've got to, I mean, he's really got to feel good. I mean, he had probably a million conversations with those board members that that fought him, and he, mm -hmm. he finally had to give up on like. Yeah, I saw this story and definitely made me crack up. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, yeah. Well, you like you, you some, and you have to do something. Like, you got to do it now or you're going to end up having to do it later. Yeah. And the consequences of doing it later are usually not better than doing it now. Yeah. I think that's just a valuable lesson for everybody to keep in their mind, back of their heads. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel bad for anybody out there who works for Bed Bath and Beyond because they done fucked up. Uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, bye bye baby. The the bidders want to try and keep at least set, uh, three quarters of the stores open. Oh wow! Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, so that would be a big win for 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 them. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's it's hard. It's hard for businesses to pivot. Look at Blockbuster, mm -hmm. right? Like they did not see the writing on the wall. They did it way too late. And they they tried to pivot to way too late. Yeah. 
anyway. It's like, oh, we'll just copy Netflix. That's an easy way to do it. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, it would have worked if we did that two years ago. Yeah, yeah, right? Right? <laughs> oh, can geez. you imagine Can you imagine if when when two years before they went out of business, if they'd, when you'd gone into a Blockbuster, they were like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to, if you want to sign up for our subscription plan, we're going to give you like the six months of just like juicy freebies. Yeah. But you're locked in like a fucking gym membership. Right, that you can't right, get out of. Right. Like people would have done it. They would have been like six months of renting my movies for free, something stupid like that. I'd have done it. Yeah, I'd have rented games. Yeah, right. Like, like they they could yeah. have made an enticing offer where people yeah. would have been like, oh, well, why would I choose Netflix? Right. But like somehow, somehow, and I think it's like maybe it's a thing that happens to executives and boardroom people. Like they get so disconnected from the common person because. I don't know about you, but anybody at the time that was aware of the Netflix blockbuster proposition mm-hmm. was not dismissing Netflix. They were excited about it. Right. Like, holy shit, I can. And they just mail them to me. I don't even have to. It's, it's go. weird, Dan. It's it's uh, seeing someone disrupt it, not knowing how to handle it. And then just just putting your head in the sand and trying to continue doing what you're doing and hoping it'll work out. God damn. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. What else do I got? Oh, I've got a couple other little ones here. Um, one of them, regulators are warning everyone to not store cash in Venmo and PayPal. Okay. Um, the apps may be convenient, but they are not banks, and they do not have the same protections that those banks do have. This is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is wanting people to be aware of this. Yeah. So there's actually, I guess people are using PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, and Apple Pay for like direct deposits of their paychecks and shit. That's insane. Or just leaving cash in there, yeah. What? Right. Well, then it's it's so much easier to just leave it there. You don't have to move it around. It's not like savings and checkings accounts actually give you an interest rate that is meaningful. That's true, but uh, they also at least have some protection. The FDIC insurance that uh, we've talked a lot about since SVB <laughs> collapsed. Well, yeah, you, uh, yeah, yeah. Apple Pay does not have that. I know that. You know that. I'm just speaking as if I was a young person that just just oh, yeah. had a job and and a phone and was using Zelle tell and Venmo kids, and PayPal. Tell, tell your kids about FDIC and why it's important, please. Yeah, yeah, right. Because if you keep your money in PayPal and they go out of business, they don't know you shit. Yeah, like, you're not be... in line to get to get your cash. It'd be worse than like these crypto exchanges going under. Yeah, it really would be. It'd be huge. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do I have? Oh, sorry. It's your turn. What do you got? Uh, something I consider might be, uh, it could possibly be a good sign for the economy. Uh, dollar stores are starting to hurt. Oh, people dollar are. Dollar General uh, and Dollar wait. Tree. Do you think that's a good sign that it could people be. are spending less there? It could be. Okay. Uh, that kind of goes hand in hand with the story I was looking at, where Target has lost uh, $4 billion in market cap as their stock price continues to slide on uh, downgrades. So uh, they're not going to Target, <laughs> which I would think is a step okay. up from the dollar store. It is. It is. Well, they're not going to the dollars. Oh, shit. Maybe this is terrible news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can't even afford to shop at the dollar store, then that's probably not good yeah, for the economy. Yeah, Dollar General and Dollar Tree are both uh, uh, losing in in both their stocks are declining. Uh, a week a week a week ago, Dollar Tree cut its profit guidance, which is you know is wonderful for yeah. a stock. Um, and they're saying they're not immune to the external pressures affecting all of retail. Mm. Uh, Interesting. So. But as you're saying, if Target is is sliding too, shit. Well, some of Target's slide, though. I mean, Amazon's been, I think Amazon's market share is growing and Target's losing some of it to that. Uh, But they also jumped in on the, um, remember the whole thing that went on with Bud Light? Yeah. Yeah, I think Target's done something similar and they're getting some blowback. Okay. Okay. Well, I think it's, I think companies are, are, are gambling on a cultural shift. Right, I think so too, and uh, it's probably a good gamble because the the consumers that are going to remember what you did are the younger ones who you know your your viewpoints are aligning with. So, um, but I, I will say this about Target: it's way easier to replace Bud Light than a store than Target. A store like Target. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. like I can I can drink PBR, I can drink High Life, I can drink Coors, right. 
And let's face it, I'm sorry, beer aficionados. All of the beer, with the exception of High Life being a little fizzier, all of the beers I named taste pretty close to the same to me. Honestly, if you do an actual challenge, I used to do this at the bars just because it's fucking hilarious. Uh, pour a Bud Light, a Miller Light, and a Coors Light. And the only one you'll be able to reliably guess which one's which is the Coors Light because it's paler. Just because of the color. Because it's paler and it's a lot more distinct, the difference between the two or the three of them. Yeah, it's it's just it's like an American lager, right? Like it's smooth, yeah. it's fizzy and it's cold. It's cheap. And it's yeah. cheap. Like I don't think there's differentiation. There's, there, believe me, there's plenty of beers that have a different taste. But like this, I think we all know what the standard American lager is, right? Like it's easy yeah. to replace Bud Light. You can get a light beer that tastes exactly like it, in my opinion. Uh, I would but think so. Like sometimes a store like Target, you're shopping there because it's the one close to you because it's yep. where you got your store credit card. You know, and plus they're like when they started doing their super centers, that was the only one that really competes with the Walmart. Right. Right. Yeah. Not a whole lot of other options. How is Walmart considered apolitical when they're like the number one? We outsource all manufacturing to China, like everything, everything sold more made in China. They don't talk about it they don't talk about it (laughs) (laughs) they just go about their business and try to give you the best price if that involves exploiting miners overseas then uh, that's what they'll do hey 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 that's not on them yeah it's on you that's on you yeah well i got news for you they shut down the ports in la and oakland walmart is not getting any of the stuff that they they sell (laughs) all right before we Dig ourselves in too big a hole yep. or go too long. Should we move on to some crypto? Sure, let's talk about crypto. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency. Okay, Dad, what do you got for us over in the crypto corner? Um, hold on, let me check the value of our Skydle tokens. Oh, I tried to look at it uh, a couple weeks ago and there was like zero volume. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the chart now and it's now under... Uh, they, they were... Two two cents at the beginning of the year, and now they are not even half a cent. Oof! Yeah, Dang. yeah, mm. not looking good for us. Well, I never had enough liquidity to be able to sell them anyway. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. This this free cryptocurrency turned out to be worthless. Right. <laughs> That's Shocking. not the story. That's not no. the. Story. Uh, uh, there's been a bill written by, uh, some Republicans that lay out, they actually lay out clear roles for the SEC and the CFTC, the commodities guys to oversee crypto. Okay. Okay. But Republicans came up with it, so it's got no shot. I mean, presumably, uh, uh, (laughs) presumably this, this is going to be a partisan issue. Yeah. And, and long gone are the days where consensus was formed and it's just, you know, Oh, I'm a Democrat. So I vote like this and I'm a Republican. So I vote like right. this. So, uh, anyway, that's not the show. That's a different show. No, that's a, uh, show. uh, but you are, but you are, yes, sir. You are right. The, uh, the grinding. Halt <laughs> bills this will never, never go anywhere. But the idea is we can at least talk about how they're proposing to, uh, they're at least looking at it. They want to allow uh, digital assets to be traded on more conventional trading platforms. Okay. Uh, so the idea is that the CFTC, the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, yeah, would have explicit spot market authority over crypto commodities under oh. using using existing laws. Interesting. So what what I think they're trying to do is carve out the the centralized finance the defi uh they're trying to centralize it they're trying to carve out carve it out so that becomes yeah exactly <laughs> centralize it uh 
to be governed by the CFTC yeah. and other crypto to- tokens by the SEC. Oh, wait, why? Um, or maybe the maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. It makes sense to be the spot exchange because yeah, like the spot exchange is what we would do for like we talk about this. Like I'm on the I'm on team commodity. Like like right. crypto is a thing. Like it's a commodity. Uh, I would deliver grain to your warehouse to be processed. Okay, I'm delivering these tokens to your digital wallet to be stored. Right. Right. Like that makes the most sense to me. Make it to, to governed by commodities. But to, to quote the article, the bill would prohibit the SEC from preventing an alternative trading system from listing crypto securities and would require the SEC to modify its rules to allow broker dealers to custody digital assets. Hmm. So they're saying the way I read that is like, are they saying like Ameritrade is going to start having like, no, Ameritrade, you want to you want to do stocks? You also got to do crypto. Is that what they're saying? You're saying it's going to force them to, or that it's going to oh, be something that they can to. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Require the SEC to to allow them. Sounds like it'll be more likely to be available in Sierra charts through like your oh yeah <laughs> your futures broker. I mean, Thinkorswim does allow futures trading, but you got to sign up for that. So yeah, maybe it's kind of what it sounds like. Honestly, at at this point. I I don't even I don't even care. I'm like just make the call. Yeah. Like like Spinoza's donkey uh like like a, a perfectly rational donkey between two meals equidistant mm-hmm. between two food sources would be unable to choose which direction to go and then then starve to death, right? Like sometimes you just pick one. Like it doesn't matter. Like at this point, I'm like SEC, CFTC, doesn't matter. Pick an agency and have them regulate it. Pick one and get started. If it's wrong, then change it. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, yep. whatever it is, gets my vote. This is, <laughs> this is why I would make a good politician. Uh, I vote right. yes on everything. <laughs> I'm Party a yes, of yes. I'm yeah, a yes man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, good update. Hopefully something happens from that. Hopefully they do make a decision, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm not going to hold my breath, but it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now what? There was uh, a thing with Dogecoin and Elon Musk, believe it or not. Is that even news anymore now? Well, the the lawsuit. I'm seeing the headline, insider trading. (laughs) It got amended to add, yeah. Yeah, it, it, they got amended to add the uh, the time he put the Shibu Inu as uh, the Twitter logo. Oh, oh! He's saying they're like he's basically a carnival barking the Dogecoin. Yeah, uh, and they can prove that there were two wallets that sold about 124 million dollars of Dogecoin right after he did that. Oh, I hope they prove that it was him uh, or his brother. Yeah, yeah. They uh, <laughs> and they also they also added his at Saturday Night Live appearance and as as one of the evidences of his publicity stunts yeah. that he uses <laughs> and and the, the fact that and I remember watching this on the Saturday actually live oh I watched th- it too and thinking to myself did he just say it was it was a fucking scam. <laughs> that's the top it was the top <laughs> he did, did he just admit it was a scam on snl he did he holy did. shit like even if it's a joke like that's hot water like i i wouldn't have touched that bit holy shit that's probably not the best way to promote your <laughs> yeah all right Dan, what are you doing what are you doing with that all right this right here ha <laughs> If you're going to point something at me, you damn well better be ready to use it. All right. Do I'm it. trying to pull this trigger furiously. It. And this, it is doing Do nothing. Do it, fucker. I... Fucking put me out of my misery. I dare you. God damn it. Did you soak my gun in water? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> good. Okay. Uh, this week, um, I think uh, the the good I had was, was definitely Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Woke up, hit a trade, 
made 20 and a half points after commissions and just called it a day. Nice. And I had a great day and it was stress-free and I followed my plan and, uh, we'll do more of that. Yeah. My good, I'm going to have to go back cause there wasn't much good this past two weeks for me. I don't think, but there is something that I'm taking away from this and feeling pretty happy about my understanding. I think of distribution theory and volume profile has really increased the last two weeks. And I really feel like I'm this close to like a breakthrough. Yeah. And that'll lead into my bad. (laughs) (laughs) My bad execution. My execution needs work. I've been getting stopped out a lot, but really close to the actual sentiment shifts in the market. Like it's, we're talking about like within a couple points of like where those turns are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or I'm just too late and I'm not aggressive enough to get filled and never comes back and hits my price. So it's, it's bad in that it kind of sucks. It's demoralizing, but it's also something I can work on. And that's got me feeling a little more optimistic, knowing that, okay, I can come up with a plan. I've got a way to move forward. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I have that Mm -hmm. same exact problem uh, this morning, even, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it came back and I was using the top of the Globex distribution. Yeah. I bought it lower than you did. I still got stopped out. (laughs) And yeah. Right. And we both got stopped out. And then the thing rips 50 points. Right. Well, maybe yep. not 50, but from the low, the low at 50 to what almost, is 50. Got, almost 50, po- almost 50 points. Yep. It's like, oh, again, exactly like you said, like we were right about the sentiment, right about the area holding, got in too early, got stopped out, missed the move. Yep. But missed it's something, it's something that we can work on though, which it, is what's getting me excited. It is, it is, it is. And you should be excited. You should be excited. Because at that point, that point, it's us just being better at reading the dump. Yes, exactly. Uh, my bad. My bad was I missed that uh, level, the forty-one seventy to seventy-five area. Mm-hmm. Like if I had been doing my charts like I should have been, and and looking looking at the time frames properly, I would have seen. I would have seen and expected that area to do what it did mm-hmm. and uh, in, in, in holding out that sell off yeah. mid midweek. And that's the big turnaround and it's been ripping higher ever since. I feel like right? that was another one of those spots where I got stopped out right before it ripped. Yeah. 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 Uh, I made some bad trades there and I shouldn't, I shouldn't have. Um, that was the, the day that I, I actually lost a whole bunch of points. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the day you learned. Well, that probably is your ugly, I'm going to guess. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to lead right into it? Oh, yeah. That was that was the day I learned um, uh, that when I, I set up uh, the, the auto stop feature on Sierra Charts, I better make sure I set it up properly. <laughs> yeah, because it locked you out for like the next day, I think, is what we figured out, right? <laughs> Yes, I was like, this thing didn't didn't like turn on and stop me from trading, mm-hmm. I, which which I which is me failing to set it up properly because it can do that. It's supposed well, to it's, do that. It's not just that, but it's also we got to test everything. If you're going to rely on it like that, you have to test it. Yeah, and I and I honestly in my head was like, okay, I've taken a few, I've taken losses, I'm I'm fine. Like I can do. I should have been. I should have sized down and sized mm-hmm. down that day and I wasn't sizing down and I took that last trade full size being like, and eh, it'll, it'll, it'll stop me out at a point and it right. gave me a full stop. And then like, next thing I know I've exceeded how much I can lose, especially after commissions. I wasn't, I didn't even have commissions on there. Right. So like, like I didn't want to go over 30 points any given day and mm-hmm. I hit 41 and a half after commissions and like so that's my that's my ugly like i had a day where i exceeded my risk management parameters and honestly kyle when i ended the week i ended the week up a tick of profit i made a <laughs> dollar 25 this week but if i had had that set up and or if i had actually stopped that day with my risk management parameters i would be green this week yep. 11 and a half points 
It just shows you how thin the margins are in this. Right. Hey, hey, well, 11 point and a half points is way better than a tick, I'll tell you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's a, it's, it's a long-term game of grinding upwards. Mm-hmm. Right? Anybody who's played RPGs he knows you right, grind right. for a little amount of experience every battle. Well, that's a trade. You're just getting a little amount, little amount. Just getting a little better every day. What was your ugly? Well, I've been, I think it's me. You're the ugly? I am. I'm the ugly one here. I've been playing around with the idea of taking a week off and I've yet to actually follow through on it. Um, And like, I can feel myself emotionally rejecting the idea, even though I know, I know that it will help be helpful to just take some time to observe and try to incorporate like this new information that I've been learning the past month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because of the fact that I mean, I've done it before I've, I've taken weeks off or I just, you know, did another zoning challenge or another observation period. And they've, I always come out of it feeling amazing, re-energized and like ready to start again. Yeah. And so I think because I am trying to reject the idea, I think I have to do it. And especially if I want to work on my patience. So I've decided to spend next week mapping levels with volume profile and observing the Dom in those areas. Yeah. I'm going to write down spots where I think it would be a good entry. And then I'm going to write down observations of what happens afterwards, whether that would have worked or not. But also I want to know, like, what did I see? What did I see when it worked? What did I see when it didn't work? And I want to ha- start building a library of that. The more I can observe that, write it down, the better I should do. Yeah. So that's my plan. I'm going to take next week off and observe. Are, are you still going to show up in the voice chat with me? Yep, I'm still going to do the, I don't know if I, I might have to stay away from that because it's very, very tempting when you're talking to other people. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll definitely do the seven o'clock calls with uh, um, anybody who wants to jump in and like look at the levels. You have to be looking at the Dom. Yeah, I just, I don't know that I want to be, um, I, I think I might want to do that on my own. You know what I mean? Like not have other people gotcha. i don't know i'm not sure yet i haven't decided gotcha right like you get in your head you want to you want to be able to stay focused i want to be able to stay focused and i don't want to feel fomo listening to other people get good trades that i saw and didn't take a part of like I, I i feel like that might actually set me back i'm not sure yet all right well i warn you if i do amazing next week then i'm gonna be like ah oh, sorry bro you, you fucked me up don't don't blame you <laughs> i would <laughs> hey it's a game of edges, and if your edge is not having me around, then <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to trade alone. Uh, well, I mean, Robert's been jumping in there. Other people jump in. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm gonna be 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 there. With I'll him, I'll but, join you know. Monday. I'll tell you what. I'll join Monday, and we'll see how it goes. If I have to jump out, then I will. I almost want to remember. I want to do that reversal challenge where we oh. both. <laughs> Right. We we should just do that in sim one time at like eight a.m. Like we where we both say go and we pick a position and then all you can do is click reverse for 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 ten minutes. Let's do that on a Friday. That's a good Friday. Okay. I really want to do that. I I really want to I would like like play it like a game, right? Like it's some sort of weird contest. Anyway, all right. Oh, let's okay. get let's get a bet and wrap this thing up because we're starting oh, to go along. Shit. <laughs> we got to make a bet. It from you I'm filling my positions quit your bitch and random's gonna lose got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight it's bet pick a time in the shop so pick them right Dan said you had some some goodies you're looking at. Hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully you have a simpler execution plan this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember the Bam Investor guy? Oh yeah, yeah. So like la- a year ago, I had you know I got like the intro deal you way back when, and was yeah, I got I think stuff. he gave it to me for free for uh, for being uh, a, vet. being a veteran. Yeah. Yeah, I got like the $20 offer or something Mm -hmm. code and was like, oh, sweet. And then like through my PayPal, it charged for a year, like 300 bucks or something. And I couldn't fight it. I tried. 
And oh. PayPal's like, you didn't turn off the subscription. Uh, and I was like, fuck, he got me. Well, I made sure to turn it off, but it doesn't expire for another three days. Okay. So I logged in to see what was going on. And A, it's the exact same verbiage stuff. Like, obviously, I'm not giving away any of his proprietary stuff. He's saying the same things. Mm-hmm. And if you if you look at these stock charts of these things that he's been saying will go to the fucking moon publicly on his Twitter, they have not. Yeah. So I want a short BlackBerry. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a long intro for that, but okay. Yeah, yeah I was. Sorry, I'm feeling loquacious. Uh, even after it just escaped, uh, set a higher high. I mean, it's at a point where it's probably should retrace, right? Yeah, it just uh, it just broke through a, a level. Uh, then it's been it's been consolidating. I I mean, it looks to me like you want to go long at five dollars, but but you want to go short. You you feel like you want to go long on BlackBerry? I mean, it's I don't know. Uh, structurally, it looks good. Buy volume's been solid. They've got earnings coming up. Not next week. I would be tempted to try to get along if it came back and retested uh, like 505. All right. All right. But I have not been picking well either. So (laughs) you want to flip a coin? (laughs) You want to let random choose? Well, if we do the opposite of what he says. (laughs) But it's still... It's still random choosing that son of a bitch. Talk me through your parameters. What do you want to? How do you want to set this up? Um, I want to go short at five. Yeah, because I think I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna make a another push, and I want to get short at five forty-five. Five forty-five, and you yeah. want your stop where? Uh, uh, nice, nice and tight. The stop's gonna be at five sixty. 560. 560, even. Okay. Yeah. And take profit? Take profit is going to be at 515. 515 Uh, for half? Three quarters. Three quarters. Oh, interesting. And then the rest, the rest at five even. Or, or, uh, uh, 525. You know, move the bracket, tighten the bracket. Oh, and stop moves. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay, you ready for a random? Yes. CRL, Charles Rivers Laboratories International. It is a New York Stock Exchange healthcare stock. Oh, God. They're going to cure cancer this weekend. They're, they're, Monday night, they'll release the thing that they cured cancer. Yeah, probably. Fucking, it's going to go back up. It's going to fill that gap from February <laughs> back up to 240. Uh, let's see. Two days ago, Wheeler Bio and this group announced an agreement to build and operate right source laboratories. Yeah, there's some optimism around it right now, but the volume has not been all that great. And that was a nice little doji on Friday with the lower high. Downside is that it's a $200 stock. So unless it really falls, we're not going to get much of a lead. Well, it's right before where sellers have come out back in April. It is, but it also kind of gapped up with uh, not much volume today. Is that a sign? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. I think I think it's got resistance at 205, and it goes back down to 180. Suck it, random. Anyway, we'll find out. Stay tuned, <laughs> folks, and uh, we'll let you know. Stay tuned to see how we blow it this month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, BlackBerry going to announce Monday night. That they're buying Bye Bye Baby. (laughs) That they're buying. (laughs) Oh, God. Bye Bye BlackBerry Baby. Yeah, right. (laughs) A match made in heaven. A fucking children's electronics store. It's genius. Oh, my God. I can actually see it, Kyle. Uh Uh-huh. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we've got this uh, baby toy yeah. that also tracks your toddler. We've got baby's first diode over here. And <laughs> <laughs> with baby memo, when your baby takes a meeting, 
easily transcribe. Anyhow, folks, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. We're so glad that you did, but we got to close up shop. We'll be back at you next week with the thrilling conclusion of this bet month. Something bad's going to happen. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what. I'm so despondent. Yeah. Uh, and But in, <laughs> in the meantime, Kyle, what should they do? Hit that five-star rating like it's a crying newborn on the red-eyed of Boston. Take care. <laughs> no. That's, wait a that's, that's specific, suspiciously specific. But... Hang on. Wait a minute. That might be... People might take that a little too seriously. Uh, how about like a misbehaving toddler on the red-eyed of... No, that's... It's probably worse somehow. Um, hit that uh, five-star rating like it's the sleeping parent of a misbehaving toddler. Take care. Ah, well done. You brought it around. Feed adults. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Happy (laughs) trades. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.